Welcome to Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. We were over-intoxicated and under-informed. We're just three dudes talking news and drinking booze. I'm John. I'm Jason. And I'm Justin. All right, Justin, what's your drunk sober thought? Because you put this in the doc. So Willy's Wonderland is a movie that me and my father watched this Father's Day. Okay. It is a movie starring Nicolas Cage, which was released in 2021. Yeah. So the premise of this movie is that there's this guy who's played by Nicolas Cage is driving and then his tires get popped. Okay. So he needs to, he's in the, like these boom in like the boonies middle of nowhere down South type area. I think it's in Texas, Mm. Texas South, but so he needs to, he needs his car repaired and he's like, He's like, he's got the card. He's got his uh, credit card. And the guy's like, no, no, no. We don't take card here. We don't even have internet in this town. Weird. So what year did you say this is? This is 2021. Is that 2021? Yes. That is this current came out this the current year we're in. They don't have internet now. They don't. That's also a problem with their infrastructure in America. But so he's like, yeah, we have this rich dude in town. And if you do him a favor, he'll pay off your your stuff. So the whole he has to go to. Are you looking up this thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the. Um, yeah, hold on. Hold the on. Thing. This is wild. So he goes. It's basically a Chuck E. Cheese. Willie's Wonderland with Willie the Weasel. So he goes there and he's like, OK, if you clean up this this uh, old building, you will pay off your debt. Abandoned family fun center. Yes. So he has all night to do it. So okay. he goes in. They lock him in. From the outside. That sounds sketchy. Lock him in. And he has to go start cleaning. Okay. Turns out it's not just your average Chuck E. Cheese. The animatronics in this in this thing decide they're going to kill everyone. What? Uh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So imagine the animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese killing people. So they like come to life. Mm hmm. Okay. And then they they're not they they're kill. not just like they're not just like sit there with a knife in their hand waiting and then they get flipped a switch and nope. starts. They play music and then one by one they all attack Nicolas Cage. Okay. So it's kinda like Toy Story. It's Oh, kinda, it is kinda like Toy Story. It's the adult Toy Story. No, well, they, well I'm talking like the animatronics part of it. It's kinda like the Toy Story. No. It, is it if either of you two are familiar with the video game Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. Yeah. Basically I, it's like that. I don't know what okay. it is, but I know it's like everywhere and kids mm-hmm. like it. It's a video it's just game? creepy yeah, it's a video animatronic game. robot shit. Fuzzy bears, but like torn apart and malicious yeah. killers. Ah, uh, so weird part was. Oh, we're you, not at the weird part yet. Oh, no. So you, you eventually get to a point where you find out why these animatronics are killing everyone. OK, it was a satanic or wait, no Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, so a group of like eight serial killers got together and opened up this family uh, restaurant, Chuck E. Cheese like place. Shout out Chuck E. Cheese. And they opened Willie's Wonderland and they used it to murder families. OK, uh, so I mean, when the cops, it's very resourceful when the cops are going to finally raid the place after too many families were murdered by this murder group. How many families did it take before they started asking questions? Mass murder. <laughs> so a lot. So, yeah, um, they decided, you know what? We're going to perform a satanic ritual and all of us are going to kill ourselves. So the ghost of these this group of serial killers was implanted basically into these Willie's 
willy uh things there's like a gorilla there's an ostrich yeah there's one that's a knockoff tinkerbell it's it's interesting that's terrifying so it's a fairy yeah okay and just a bunch of i think there's eight of them so then flash forward to nick cage he's cleaning this place because he's a man of morals so he's cleaning he finds cleaning and being attacked or yeah he, he goes back and forth between killing and getting attacked by one of these at a time massacring each of these animatronics that is a man of morals but the thing is he they're all these animatronics are waiting on stage playing music once in a while that's fucking and weird. he still goes back to cleaning and he wears this shirt that he was given the Willy's Wonderland t-shirt that the guy who owns the place was like hey here's a shirt and he keeps getting it dirty and replacing it with new shirts and keeps going back to cleaning the weird part comes in where he has a timer going off spare, sparingly where he it goes off and he's like okay I gotta go to the fridge and drink this energy drink soda thing like clockwork he's about to fight someone one of the one of the animatronics and then there's like these kids who show up who are trying to save everything they're boring they're not nick cage so him and this one girl well, I'm sorry did you describe nick cage is not boring yeah nick cage is the movie it's amazing okay so to him or nick cage and then whoever the girl was about to fight one of them together and then his alarm went off and he left to go get a soda and play pinball so he that just randomly wild. forgets where he. It sounds like a man that has memory problems. No, no, he's no. Like I he, don't. He knows what he's doing. He's a man of. He's a man of whatever they called um, John Wick. Insane. Oh, yeah, John Wick. Okay, he's a man of focus. And then it gets weirder because he cleaned off that pinball machine, and then the group of children, kids, teenagers, adults, whatever they are, young peoples come in to try and help and t- burn down the entire thing because the whole town's in on it. It's a very tiny town. They're, they're the ones feeding the animatronics with random strangers. Why, to come by. why is the town in oh, on it? So up. they don't get killed by the thing. So they keep giving strangers to them to uh, sacrifice. Okay. So the kids are trying to just burn down the place to get it over with. So that two, seems like that's what you would have done at the beginning. Yeah, they tried and then the girl got arrested, but the sheriff is involved and she's just like, no, nope, no, we're going to, we're going to keep feeding Willie. That makes no sense. And then two of them decide to have sex in the middle of this murder place. They the get animatronics? Tur- no, the the kids. Oh. The teenagers. They're like, you know what? This is where a family got murdered. This is turning me on. This goes back to my uncomfortable sex scenes I talked about. Yep. Well, the thing is, at the same time that these two are having sex, they're such bad actors that Nicolas Cage is also playing pinball with so much more gravitas than these two having sex. They're supposed to be going through the euphoria of bumping uglies together, if Mm. you will. But Nick Cage is a pinball wizard. There has to be a trick to what his impeccable ball skills are. And he does a crazy little dance. Well, it was improv. If you look on the trivia on IMDb. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then so th- goes along one by one. He kills everything. And then he cleans. Yeah, it's weird. He cleans the entire place by the end of it. And then At- just leaves. Yeah. And he's like, I did and then it. Then he leaves. And then like there's one animatronic and then the person who owns it. And then the other the mechanic who's involved got killed by the last animatronic. And the weirdest part of the whole movie. That's been said four times now. The weirdest, absolute weirdest, is Nicolas Cage has no lines in the entire movie. He doesn't say a goddamn thing. Wait, what? The entire movie. Not one word. We turned on the subtitles because we were confused. 
the only thing that was quote unquote said by the subtitles is where he grunts and goes, ah, that's it. That's it. There is no dialogue so by he, Nick Cage. And when people, other people are talking to him, he just stares. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. Oh my God. Basically 10 out of 10 greatest movie. Now ever. I kind of want to watch it. I kind of want to see what it's like. What's it's it a, I, I've been calling it a, it, it's on YouTube right now for free. I, let, I don't know if that's allowed. Not, but not like, too much longer. It's there. <laughs> Uh, it says it's on Hulu. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Basically, it, I've been calling it a six pack movie because it's perfect just to crush a six pack with. OK, it's only an hour and a half long. So, oh, it's it fantastic. had a budget of five million dollars. Yeah. And four million, four point nine million went to just Nicolas Cage. That but with right. no lines, they couldn't yeah. afford lines. So they did right around it. it. It was in the same vein as like the first Evil Dead where oh, it was so yeah. low budget, but it, it took everything was so cheesy, but it, they took or Nick Cage took it so seriously mm-hmm. that it was a it was, oh, it was awesome. And that's. Yeah, that sounds amazing. beautiful. So 10 beer breaks out of 10 beer breaks. Yes. 10, out of 10. 10 energy drinks timed out sporadically through an hour and a half movie. So Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. All right. Well, I'm going to have to watch this movie now. I'm yeah. kind of intrigued. Got to. Um, and also make sure you watch the right Willie's Wonderland. It's a very confusing title. Is there a porn is version? Is there another one? There probably is. Okay. It literally just sounds like a pornographic movie. Still probably not as enthusiastic do you, of do sex. Do you think he was probably. like hired to do a porn movie? Like they were like, well, you're going to do Willie's Wonderland and he just didn't talk through the whole thing? My theory is that they didn't, he didn't know he was in a movie. They just started filming around Nicolas Cage's regular life. And he oh, like, like that one movie with um, Eddie Murphy. Is it Eddie Murphy and Steven? Um, oh, God. Isn't there a movie where like a low budget director films one of the, like the highest paid actors, but he doesn't know he's in a movie. So weird shit just starts. What, happening. John Malkovich? No. The, the Truman Show? No, it's or not no, the Truman um, Show. It's the one that with Jim Carrey. No, I think that's it's the Truman Show. OK, yeah, that's the Truman Show. So I was right. No, but there's a movie with I think Eddie Murphy is the main character, and who's the ma- dad from Cheaper by the Dozen? I'm blanking on his name right now. I'm sorry, Steve. Thank you, uh, Jamie. Steve. Bu- <laughs> no, no, it's not Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I don't know. That's where, my head that's where you go. <laughs> wow, uh, Steve. I'm blanking wow. on his name. He's right? the one that's had white hair for literally 500 years. Yeah, yeah. he's immortal. Steve Martin. Yeah, there thank we you. Go. So I think Steve Martin Sorry, is Dad. a director. Look up. Steve Martin is a director or something. And what? That's the plot of the movie. Is he's a director? And he's down on his luck, and he can't afford to pay one of the highest paid actors. But he says he has him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have to take a break? Oh, okay, we got it. It's fine. Um, Just our audience is <laughs> being rude. Both yeah, we got a dog in the background. Um, Bowfinger? What's the synopsis? A desperate movie producer fails to get a major star for his bargain basement film. He decides to shoot the film secretly around him. Yeah, that's it. So that sounds like that's what what happened to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but like in real life. Cool. It's a real life. Yeah. Oh, and also in the movie, he... Nah, just go watch it. Okay. Just go watch it. We'll check it out. You got the whole gist. Well, let's start with the news of the week. Uh, We have a correction from last week's episode. Last week, we talked about how Chrissy Teigen kind of bullied her hairstylist. Apparently, that's coming out to not be true. And (gasps) the hairstylist may have lied about all this. So it's an ongoing situation. So Chrissy Teigen. I mean, come on. You're just splitting ends at this point. (laughs) Nice. That was a good one. That was a good one. 
All right. And then we also have David Dobrik, who <gasps> you may re- re- know from like reoccurring episodes. We talked about him multiple times. Giving the dog a bone. Yeah, yes, I am giving the dog a bone. Okay, the dog's got a bone. Um, so he's back. He's making TikToks again, and he's making videos and YouTube videos and all the such. It's a good thing that he learned and repented for his... Well, his <gasps> fans Gasp. do not care. That They were like, great to see you back. No one seems to care that he's back. Um also, it's weird because like the podcast that kind of called him out on everything kind of broke up. That's a whole nother story. I'm not what do you mean? We still have a podcast. I know, but not the main. We're not the main one that called him out on it, but it doesn't matter. It's like weird timing and everything. And so we're going to have to see, like, is he going to learn his lesson? I don't think he is. I think he's just going to. dog. Bye, doggy. Sorry, the dog's leaving the podcast area he's right sick now. sick of listening to John talk. Well, Jason's like, I'm jealous. <laughs> Please let me leave. OK, uh, so it kind of seems like, yeah, like David Dobrik, he's just not going to have to deal with it. Like you just wait it out and I guess your fans don't give a shit, right? Yeah. I mean, like all you got to do is like make a lot of like uh, references to suicide and laugh about it. And then you just become a boxer. Uh, which one is that one? Uh, one of the Pauls. Oh, one of the pa- yeah. oh yeah the they um, were like they made the, like a casual deal out of going to the suicide forest in yeah, Japan. Japan. Yeah, he waited that out. It does seem like there's not really any like repercussions for your actions. Yeah, there's no consequences anymore, unless you're famous now and then you did shit before. Now it's like if you just do anything in the moment. I mean, did did he put out like a half-assed response? He put saying, out like one apology that got torn apart because it was like a, it was like sixty seconds or something, and it wasn't like everyone was like, "What is this?" And then he put out a much longer apology, and everyone was like, "This is much better." And then you just waited, and then you just waited a few months. He didn't do anything, and then he came back, and everyone's like, "We missed you. We're glad you're back." So, well, it it, it has to do with fractions. Uh, what? What's his audience base? Huge. Children, millions like, like of kids. Yeah, it's young kids. Yeah. Yeah. So think of it like this: you're ten years old. He he disappears for a uh, few months. Few months. That's a huge portion of your life. You're gonna move on if you were even offended at all. I also think a lot of people just didn't think it was a big deal, which is a problem. Like I think we're looking at it as adults, and in that situation, you go, "Wow, you were acting very irresponsibly." To remind everyone. He filmed a scene where one of his friends. Um, well, he also set a stage for a guy called uh, Dirty whatever. Hey, you, you remember Dirty Dom? Yeah, oh, I thought it was. I was going to say Dave. <laughs> yeah, it, it's dirt bad. You got it, Jason. Uh, but yeah, he he they got they set up a situation where they got a bunch of underage girls drunk. Underage of drinking. They did things they didn't want. Yeah, they were over the age of 18, but they were under the age of 21 and then uh, proceeded to not force, coerce. Yeah. And if we're using the legal terms of what happened, because. Yeah, it's I mean, like besides a legal situation, I think is going to happen to Dirty Dom, which I don't even know if he'll end up facing any repercussions for his actions. Probably not. Um, It. It's behavior you wouldn't want to see younger kids emulate. You know what I mean? And that's the real problem. And not even emulate or just like brush off that it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it seems like millions of kids are just like, this isn't a big deal. It's not. It, no, it is a big deal. And you're going to learn that when you get older. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's disappointing, but whatever. I guess we can't really do anything. But Drake Bell has pled guilty to child endangerment. 
as you recall, he was uh, sending inappropriate messages to a minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also rumors that his his ex girlfriend uh, was 16 at the time they got together. So kind of weird situation. Well, he's finally pled guilty to that. That leads to so attempted endangering children carries a sentence of anywhere from six to 18 months in prison Mm -hmm. and a fine of up to five thousand dollars. And then the second charge carries up to six months in jail and a fine of a thousand. So him pleading guilty probably means he's probably not going to spend that much time in jail anyway. Right. We need to get rid of these set fines. You mean like um, we got to do what, what Sweden or whatever. Where's Nokia from? Denmark. I think it's Denmark. Nokia, like the phone? Yeah, the phone. <laughs> Jason was like, is that a person? What so is there's that? A, there's a story of one of the... Not Norse. Uh, Finland. Finland. I think Finland. It's one of those Scandinavian countries. Oh, okay. They have a... Their laws are tiered to your income. Oh, so like, so the guy had a speeding ticket, but he was filthy rich. So, so it was stupid. It was ridiculous. Oh, which is the way we should have laws. That's that's really interesting, actually. If you have millions of dollars, what's a thousand dollar fine to you? I would never Nothing. park in a correct spot if I had the money. Just be like, fuck it. I want convenient parking. Well, we learned that Justin's an asshole today. If you have a system like that, you, you exploit it or else I mean, you're only losing. Yeah. America. Yeah. So you get shit done. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, like, what do you think? Like, so Drake Bell's probably going to get away scot-free like this David Dobrik situation. Probably going to go away in a few months and no one's going to care. Yeah. People are going to care about this for like two minutes and his base of fans is not even in America. Anymore. We got to so figure out our attention span because our attention span is all out of whack. Maybe it's just because too many people are doing too many bad things and we're learning about it. And we're like, oh, we're on to the next bad thing. You OK there? No. OK. Um, this is crazy. I, I can't believe this dude's not going to like basically face anything like he'll probably- David Dobrik. Nothing happened to him. Yeah. It's it's because there's so much shit going on all the time, nonstop, that nobody cares after a few minutes. Yeah. Look at the, look at the most popular social media platform right now. TikTok. Yeah. It's like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. If, if 15, people don't even have seconds. Hey, I would say that's that's enough. <laughs> Just saying. Well. If it's not, oh, well, get used to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. I was a more bigger proponent of Vine. <laughs> was that like six seconds? I think it was either six or ten at the most, maybe. So yeah, yeah, Vine was yeah, Vine was quick. So, like, it, it's not surprising that people can't even pay attention to something bad when, like, they can mm-hmm. they can't even take, like, more than 30 seconds of something good. We made a, our I technically made, like, my first response TikTok. Oh. The other day. What was it about? Yeah, uh, it was, so it was about the Steven Crowder H3 three podcasts and the whole uh sam cedar situation to kind of explain for everyone jason did you watch the video i sent you (laughs) you Uh, should know me by now no i know that's why i know justin watched it but i'm gonna explain it to you john forced me at barbell point to do it that makes sense yeah i punched him in the face a few times no what you just respond to yourself yeah (laughs) i don't know um but what happened was so basically H3 podcast is like a YouTube drama podcast and they got caught up in this whole situation with Steven Crowder about masks and not wearing masks and, and listening to who's CD. Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder is a right wing political commentator who posts, you know, 
his, I guess, news. Uh, nah, I just political. He claims to be a intellectual libertarian. Yeah, that's what he kind of claims to be. He goes, he's famous for that meme, Jason, where it's like, change my mind. You know that guy? Yes. That's him. He He's the one that does that. And he goes to college campuses and basically debates college kids on like issues varying throughout the world that are going on right now. He's trying to just pwn the libs. Yeah, he's trying to pwn the libs. And basically what happened was he was supposed to set up this uh, debate with H3 Podcast, which is a YouTube drama podcast. They they don't spend their time with politics. They just kind of talked about something briefly. And they kind of set this thing up. And all of a sudden, to Steven Crowder's surprise, when they started to, uh, to debate, uh, H3 introduced Sam Cedar, who is a left wing political commentator who is much more knowledgeable in the situation, who kind of understands what's going on. And Stephen Crowder got very flustered and started, uh, you know, saying insults and basically got very upset and ended up ending the discussion after 20 minutes. Nothing happened of it. Right. There was no discussion to be had. And the reason why that's significant is because Sam Cedar and Steven Crowder actually have a they have a history together. Sam Cedar claims that Steven Crowder ducked out of a debate with him two years ago at this thing called Politicon and kind of has the receipts to to back it up. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a tweet from Politicon as well and there's certain things. And a lot of Steven Crowder's fans are actually really disappointed in Steven Crowder. It's really interesting. Yes. Because you have the people that don't like Steven Crowder. That are like, this is awesome. We owned them. Then you have the people that don't really care about politics that see it. And they go, why did the guy that just leave think he won wins the debate or won the debate? Like he just left. Right? Mm. He, he kind of seems kind of cowardly. And then you have the Steven Crowder fans who are like, oh, I was a Steven Crowder fan, but I lost a lot of respect for him. So it, it kind of seems like Steven Crowder like lost in this situation now you always have your hardcore fans that defend you no matter what of course they were on our tiktok i made a tiktok about this and i was kind of interested in how people felt and i was it's interesting there was a lot of people just like owning steven crowder owning but then there was these people that were kind of just reiterating what steven crowder said the dog's back dog is back dog's back in time for steven crowder talk so basically what the gist i got out of it was this this guy who's trying to be this this smart smart man with right leaning or far right was far right or right leaning we'll he, say right we'll li- say right leaning right leaning libertarian ideas likes to challenge people from what I heard from him specifically so it's he's he he likes to debate like doctors and other people people with like influence and knowledge right yeah that's what he claims yeah people so are stupid to him makes sense yeah so it's people like. But he actually just does it against like college kids. Yeah. And uh, Jason's right. He called Ethan Klein, who is the H3 podcast guy. He called him a layup beforehand. He knew he was going into a debate uh, that he was going to be able to win because he's a seasoned debater. And the other interesting thing about this is he was keeping track of when Sam Cedar went live on his show. Mm-hmm. So they were originally going to do a debate on Friday, last Friday. However, um, the, to be fair, Stephen Crowder said his wife had complications and they had to go to a hospital and they had to reschedule. That's fair. But some people believe that may have been a lie. Now, I'm I'm not saying that. That's speculation. That's it. it you, you never know. Yeah. But that it may be 
untrue and that really what happened was he noticed that Stephen uh, Sam Cedar ended his podcast early mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, he's going to try and sneak into the debate with H3 podcast. Let's reschedule for Monday. Monday came around. Sam Cedar pre-recorded his episode and it put it out on the the interwebs, the YouTubes, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then two minutes after he's that the the majority report or CM Cedar's podcast went up. Mm-hmm. That's when he sent over the link to debate with Ethan. So it's kind of seemed like he was aware and kind of nervous to debate Sam Cedar and didn't want him showing up. No, well, John, see, you're misconstrued because in the video that I watched, uh, Stephen Chowder was like, no. I, I don't even know who you are. You're nobody. Why would I debate anyone who's a nobody? Well, that's the weird thing is he de- he admitted in the thing that he knew he ended his show early last week. No, no, no. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah, I know. He Well, he claims his audience wouldn't know who he is. Yeah, they wouldn't even know who he is. But his audience, Why would he want to argue against nobodies? What about college student number one in that episode? I don't think his audience should care. Like, Sam Cedar has a million subscribers. Uh, Steven Crowder has, like, six million or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I noticed a weird thing with Steven Crowder's... YouTube views though. What? Like Steven Crowder has like 6 million subscribers, like 5 million. And the only ones that kind of do like a couple million are those change my mind episodes. Everything else does like a hundred thousand or something. Like every once in a while I'll do like a million. And I was like, that's really weird. I don't think that's too, too weird, but I mean, it is crazy that he has that many subscribers and not pulling like a million per video it, it, i just thought it was odd but maybe maybe i'm over i'm overthinking it but then like sam cedar i looked at his he has a million subscribers but then he'll pull in a hundred thousand on his views like mm-hmm. it wasn't the same as steven crowder but it was pretty close yeah. it wasn't off and i was like there's a few that won a million you know what i mean so it was like you should want it i don't know i, I would just think if you have a platform where you say i because even Steven Crowder claims that he wants to debate left-leaning people and mm-hmm. no one wants to debate. Yeah, they him. keep denying it, right? But yeah, yeah. Why don't you den- debate this guy? You know yeah. I mean? So like uh, there's one pod or not one podcast. There's one dude that I just recently started following. He's a an Italian guy named Davey 504. He plays bass. He slaps bass. Okay. Slaps it. Just slap it. Seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking real quick at his like video that was like released yesterday. He already has like 300,000. The Mm -hmm. YouTube out because I just started following him. The YouTube algorithms are really good at letting you know when a person puts out a new video. So either they're bots that are following him or the people are just ignoring his video, Uh, which I find both hilarious. I I, I just thought it was odd, but maybe someone else can describe it to me. Maybe there's something else going on. Um, I don't know. And I, I think his fans need to really question Steven Crowder really questioned, like, are they just listening to Steven Crowder, Crowder, Crowder blindly? Because when they come, yeah, when they commented on my TikTok, it was all basically what Steven Crowder had already said. Like, it didn't seem like any of them were stopping and thinking for themselves. Not not to say that they're not thinking for themselves, but they're just reiterating his talking points. And I think you need to question Jonathan only sits. Deal in absolutes. I told you that this earlier. Well, I said only, I think I said it was like, what did I say? Like you said, uh, only, only the devil. devil deals in absolutes. <laughs> yeah. So like that. And I was you like, are you trying to make me. a star Wars reference? Yeah. <laughs> I don't but know. So anyone, if you go completely too far, both ways, left yeah. or right, then you're never going to make a new idea because you don't have any nuance for uh, banana bread, <gasps> banana bread. There's a timer going off. There's a you, lot of, you don't have any great. nuance for uh that's a great uh, segue. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had more important things like banana bread to take care of. Uh, Justin, what was the point you were... Please reiterate what you were saying. The point I'm talking about is that Kevin Durant is at a Mets game and not in the finals anymore? What is he doing, man? He's living his best life. You know, the Mets are going to be World Series champ, so... I don't think he's living his best life. I'm pretty sure he'd rather be in the finals. But you were talking about how, like, living in an echo chamber, I believe, with the right wing and... Oh, yes. Uh, oh, nuance. That nuance, was what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. So there's no nuance either way, because if you deal in absolutes, if you only go so far one direction, left or right, then you can't look at the other side objectively. I think it's also really interesting because I pay attention. I, I'm I'm a political nerd, I guess. I like listening to all sides. Wow. Mr. Wokeness. Well, over I know. Here. So I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, not, I've seen Sam Cedar's content before. Uh, Vosh is another one. Kyle Kalinske is one of my favorite ones to kind of listen to. Sure. Uh, there's all these left-leaning YouTube podcasters that I listen to. But then I also, like, Ben Shapiro pops up on my feed. Steven Crowder has popped up on my feed. And I'll listen to them and try to... Hell, my YouTube thinks I'm a communist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Jason, I had a video pop up. It, it, it was a picture of a hammer and a sickle. And it says, was it all that bad? I'm yeah. pretty sure you said those words out loud before, so it keeps popping up. <laughs> that doesn't I get to watch me. it too. They're always listening. I just I think it's fascinating because a lot of uh, Stephen Crowder's fans were like, "I don't even know who this is," and it's like maybe Stephen Crowder. Maybe you're no, no, no. They they don't know who Sam Cedar is, who's one of the, like the biggest left leaning YouTuber political commentators in the same vein as Stephen Crowder. It's like maybe you're in an echo chamber. Then like maybe you should question like. The fact that you don't listen to anyone else besides like a Steven Crowder or a Ben Shapiro or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I I just thought it was fascinating. Like the whole situation is fascinating to me. I, I wonder if like an official debate between Sam Cedar and Dave or Steven Crowder gets set up. It won't. I don't think it will either. I think Steven Crowder would get embarrassed. Yeah, he would. Yeah, I think he would. Unless they they have a full fledged agreement where he he's guaranteed to not be asked certain questions. I think even if you set up and said, Hey, we're only going to debate these like two or three topics or whatever. I think Steven Crowder knows he'd get embarrassed. And I think that's the reason he doesn't want to debate Sam Cedar. That's, that's what it seems to he me. He won't debate anyone that's actually like, yeah, knows it what they're talking about. I don't think he, he does like, it's really embarrassing. So. And I just learned about the guy. Yeah. So I think if you're a Steven Crowder fan, I think you just need to take that into account. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Victoria's Secret. <gasps> what is it? So they announced that they're no longer going to have like the model looks. So like the skinny models that are. Why are they coming out with cute men's underwear? <laughs> that was a transition. <laughs> yeah. You want Victoria's Secret men's underwear? Dude, I don't carry this dumper around behind me all day to not look <laughs> cute as hell. <laughs> so what, what kind of underwear are you thinking? Like. I don't know. I feel like you can have some nice laciness. <laughs> nice lacy men's yes. underwear. Nice silk. Ooh. Would you get the bo the jogger like the? Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, like the not the Brazilian, the European style, where it's like uh, barely shorts. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so like the mad short short ones. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so like they're like right three not inch quite one. speedo, but not quite. Yeah. Short. It like shorts. barely has enough grabbing the legs to be considered shorts. Mm, yes. 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 <laughs> All right, that's a futuristic. They should call mm. you up and like, yeah, yeah I'll design shorts. I'm Victor. No, no, it's Secret. not shorts. It's underwear. It's men, Victoria's Secret underwear. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. You, you know, yeah, yeah, audience knows. Well, Victoria's Secret's no longer going to have the model look. They're going to have a variety of different panelists and judges because, like, they used to have just only men doing the thing mm -hmm. and trying to figure out like that was her secret. Th that's the secret. 
is done you're wrong they're just not doing angels they're not just doing stick figure looking women they're doing all types of women yeah that's what i was trying to say that's what i was trying to articulate but i don't think i are talking about men I wonder why That's Justin didn't bring it up at any point. I didn't hear a word out of his mouth. Yeah, I want not- a man thong. <laughs> I mean, you can get those. <laughs> yeah, I want a Victoria's Secret one. So they're not trying to do like that model look, the skinny. They're going to do a variety of different looking women. Uh, they're going to have a panel of women to kind of decide on the, what the look is. They're not going to do angels anymore. And I think that's good because did you think the Victoria's Secret angels were attractive? They were model looks. No, like, like objectively, like, like, were you like, oh, all these women are ungodly? Like, I don't know. I mean, their faces were nice. And then like, they all had the exact same bodies. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind like a woman that has a little bit more of a body to it. And like, why can't they get women out there who have actual wings? That too. I'm sicking. They need birds. I did, I don't mean to objectify women, but I'm just I'm saying, objectifying like, wings. Yeah, you too. You, if you, tell. you want to have wings, have them that are useful. They need to be huge <laughs> to accommodate for the amount of body weight humans have to get flight. It doesn't work. You have to have hollow bones. And even then it doesn't work. They, they might. Hollywood's getting weird. Oh, OK. Um, but no, I, th- I think it's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I, as long as like you bring in attractive women and women that can model in a variety of different body types, I think this is well, good. Well, be attractive, John. Uh, sorry. I, I mean, guess. technically everyone's attractive to a certain yeah. type of person. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're I right. didn't mean to, to be like a single attractiveness, but I think like if you bring in a variety of people and they're like, these are people that we consider models, you know what I mean? Are like the top of the top. Well, they got to know how to model. Like Exactly. The whole do point the is you need to go out there. You need to do your professional walk and then you, you go back. You come back. Yeah. And you don't fly you do back because you don't have wings. Yeah, Megan Rapino is going to be one. And then also um, jo- the Jonas Brothers wife is going to be one. Jonas um, sister-in-law? Yeah. The, I forget her name. Um, the Nick Jonas's wife, right? Or is it yeah. Joe's wife? No, no, no. Nick Jonas. Not, not from Game of Thrones. The other uh, one. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, Who's an actual Priya? model? Priya, Priya Chopra? She's from Come India, on, I think, it. right? I, I, I'm solely. What's the youngest guessing. Jonas up to? Mm, Living his best life. Wasn't he a drummer? I'm kind of. Yes, that's. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but I'm fairly close. No, I believe. No, give it to John. He's great at pronouncing. Nope, no, no, no. You got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah we're gonna go with the Priyanka Chopra. Ch- Chopra. Chopra. Priyanka Jonas. Chopra. I was pretty close. We did it. Hey, she's going to be in the We Matrix hit a home forward. run. We're the world's greatest detective. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have Juneteenth as a national holiday, which is pretty cool. You know, there's not much else to be said about that, but besides, you know, yeah. Juneteenth. I am sick of this. This. Oh, shit. What was, it? What was the thing? What? The, what, are, what are they complaining about now on the right? Oh, like Father's Day and Juneteenth are together or something, I think? Probably. I was going to go to a rant, but it's all so dumb. I don't know. Yes, it should be a holiday. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I also... uh, Hassan Piker, who is a left-wing commentator... I, I I saw him like comment on this and he was like, this is cool, like, that's fine, but like, maybe we should make voting like a national holiday. And I was like, okay, that's that's a it pretty good concept. It doesn't do shit making things national holidays. True. It does. Well, we don't get mail. I don't have to go into work. No, that's not true. Yes, it's if a national work, holiday. 
No. Yeah, because your work doesn't give it to you all. Your work has to give it to you. My work would. Literally, all it does is just... Yeah, I'm on a podcast. It's a a Is it a national or federal holiday? It's a federal federal holiday. holiday. Yeah. So you just don't get mail. That's that's literally all it does. Who needs mail in today's society? Tom Hanks. I don't know. Shit. I think it's literally just a grass bed. No, wait, that's FedEx. Oh, people want us to do something. What's the easiest thing we can do? Wait, but why, why do you feel that that would be dumb? Like... If most places give off federal holidays, why not but have they it? They don't. What do you mean they don't? Do you get Martin Luther King Day off? He's right. That's a federal that is holiday. True. No, Jason's right. He's do you right. get 4th of July off? Yeah. Like, do you get other holidays like that? You make it one that no, should. No, so I'm basically just saying it's a grasp where they're like, oh, we need to do something because people are mad that we've never talked about this before. Let's do something, I, the bare minimum that we can do. I also think it's interesting. But what else can you do then? What, what's we'll the first like step? Enact other things to actually correct problems. Like? Fucking anything else with police and anything. <laughs> He's but got the, it. He's I got mean, it. <laughs> but this is for voting specifically. What? How do you, what's what the you, first? What do you mean voting? Oh, because I said. Maybe. Oh, I wasn't talking about voting. I was yeah, he's talking, talking about, about Juneteenth. The Juneteenth day. I because uh, I said like Hassan Piker had the comment like make voting voting day a national holiday so that way we could all have it off and go vote on that day. But I think Jason's right. Like Jason has a really good point. Like he's I right. Tend to have some every once in a Biden while. Biden only did this because like people are mad at him. And he's mm. just here. Here, take this and yeah, shut up. Now it's like, oh look, Biden was a great president. Look what he did. He made this a federal holiday. And it's just like, okay, what. I think what it's else? also I think it's also True. interesting because Trump said he was going to make it a national holiday and he was like, I'm going to do this. And everyone on the right was like, that's awesome. Like, I think it was uh, Ben Shapiro and like Candace Owens and all those. people. Trump was going to make Juneteenth a holiday. Yeah, was going to make Juneteenth. A holiday. And they're like, thank you, Mr. President. You're such a good president. You're so good. And let and me then, guess. And then Biden made it a national. Holiday and they're like, this is racist. You're a racist for doing this. And I was like, that's a switch up. Cool. So it's it's cool when Trump does it. But when someone else does like. It would have been cool if you were just like, hey, like Trump, even if you lied and you were like, yo, Trump made this popular. I'm glad Biden followed in the footsteps of Trump. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seems like a layup to me. Like you just yeah. do that. I don't know. Like even just, yeah, downgrade Biden by saying Trump put the idea out there first. We're better at doing their job than they are at theirs. It'd be so easy to be a right wing <laughs> political person. Okay. Uh, let's get into this story now. We have Raiders defensive line. Carl Nassib, he has come out. He's he's gay. So that's cool. He put out a vote video. I would say, did you see the video? Yeah, I did. He literally was just like, hey guys, like, I'm out in my house and wherever the fuck he lives. He's like, yeah, I just got something I gotta say. I'm gay. I, like, he was just so nonchalant about I it. I think everyone knows, like in the NFL, like it seemed like a secret that the, everyone in the NFL was like, yeah, like he is. We get it. We know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just one of those things that now you're officially announcing it. So that's cool. Congratulations to him, uh, especially during Pride Month. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, there's not much else to that story. Isn't though. he giving money to? Oh yeah, I think an he, organization because his uh, his jersey became like the number one jersey selling this weekend. Yeah, and um, so yeah, he's going to be giving money to charities and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's cool. Like maybe he he said, I hope that one day this isn't a story, like the idea of like coming out. Yeah, like, so like it's not a big deal. It's like someone. Oh, this is just my sexual orientation. Now the question I have is: He good? He's okay. Yeah, he's fairly good. Carl Nassib is all right. He's all right. He's a defensive line. He's a starter in the league. He's been there for seven right. years, right? You're a starter. Yeah, pretty good. I think it's been a few years. Uh, let's see. He was an All-American college. Mm-hmm. He went in the third round. So, you know, 
Nothing to sniff at. That's pretty good. Uh, Where is football reference? There it is. Pro football reference. Nice. Take a gander. Two and a half sacks, 17 tackles. That was all last year. He's got 20 and a half on the year, on his career. He might be a run stopper though, right? Three force fumbles, 97 tackles. So, you know, depends. I don't know exactly what kind of defensive end he is. If he's like John said, a run stopper or he's supposed to get to the quarterback. I don't know. I mean, he's so probably, he's I don't prob- watch many Raider games. Sounds he, like he does his job. Yeah. I mean, right. he's a starter. I mean, I'll he's been it. doing enough to continue getting contracts. That's all that matters. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. All right, let's take a beer break and talk about the beer that I brought this week. It is Strawberry Dream, a milkshake IPA. This is the juiciest, smoothiest, smoothest IPA on the menu. It was in a, it was in a store though. It wasn't on a menu. That's ridiculous. Probably on a menu somewhere. Oh, six point five percent. That's not bad. Um, what do you guys think? This is from Southern Southern Tier Brewing Company. How many beer breaks would you guys give it? I don't taste the strawberry. I do. Yeah, I kind of get the hint too, a little bit. Like I, I barely do. It's like, very until it, you said strawberry, I didn't even recognize the like, pink can. Didn't help you out. I, I didn't read it. Shake shop. I am a I am a man of of That's surprise. Cool. It's pretty cool. It's a hop on top of the milkshake. Look at that. It's a cherry on top of it. But why is there a cherry there? There's there's no cherries in here. I don't I don't know, man. It's cherry on the. I, well, how many beer breaks would you guys give it? I give it a 1.5. Really? Oh, you yeah. Out of 12. It. Ooh, that got yeah. divided down even more so than out, out of 12 time. egg creams. Mm, okay. Everybody loves a nice egg cream. Yeah, Jason, you, know, you go to the well, local sock hop and get an egg cream. Who goes to the sock hop? I don't know. What is this, people? 1950s? What the hell? Yeah, say. Uh, Jason, how many beer breaks would you give it? I don't need to engage in your nonsense, but I really enjoy this beer. So I'm 10? A, I'm a big milkshake proponent. Wait, out of a five-run lead for the Mets game, how many runs would you give it to this beer? As of right now, I'd say five. Five out of five? So it'd be a 10 because you get the five on top of the five-run lead. Yes, but then if you divide it by a number, you eventually get the number 23 starring Jim Carrey. Sure. It all comes full circle. Um, I'll give it a seven. I I enjoy it. Out of? Uh, Seven out of ten. It's it's right. enjoy. I don't mind it. I think it's pretty good. Um, it's different. It's it's definitely a switch up. You know, it's. I wouldn't say it's a summer beer. I would say it's more probably like a like a indoor like at night drinking beer, like a dessert beer because it's a milkshake. Mm, yes, does it does sense? have milk sugars added. All right, all right. So the last two stories I want to talk about for the day. These are our last two big stories. Both one talks about critical race theory, which is something we've touched on before. And the other one is going to be about voting rights. So I know Jason just over there rolling his eyes, super excited as always. But Jason, do you mind taking a break and pulling up this video for us real quick? Do I really have to? Uh, I would like you to. Yes, maybe. So we just watched a video on CNN. We're going to link the video down below. I highly recommend. I didn't uh, watch it. I just listened. Yeah, whatever you did, Jason. Um, I highly recommend anyone listens to the video. Uh, it's going to be Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley. Uh, he did an incredible job. So basically, he's at this conference and Matt Gates is questioning him on like, why should the military have to learn about critical race theory? Something we've touched mm-hmm. on before. Basically, 
how race plays a role in history and how minorities. And that actually surprises me that Matt Gates is concerned about the military. Usually he's probably more concerned about children <laughs> and their education. Uh, alleged, uh, what is it, minor? Sex trafficker. Sex trafficker. Yeah. Matt Gates. Why is he here? Why is he raising any eyebrows? If I was him who is apparently having sex with minors, allegedly. Allegedly. I would just be quiet, but. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's dumb. You're surprised by how he looks? Yeah, he's he's he, so much older than I expected. It makes like, it even creepier. He looks like he was captain of the lacrosse team, but his dad got him on the team and then was like, you better make my son captain, I swear to God. <laughs> he looks like he freaking had Botox at birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Matt Gates looks like a tool bag. So he asked this guy and he's like, why should you be teaching critical race theory? And um the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he gives a very incredibly thoughtful answer. And he basically says, I've studied a variety of different works. That doesn't make me, you know, a con-. he says verbatim, that doesn't make me a You're communist. talking about uh, General Mark Milley? Yeah, when he talked about, I, I, I read Karl Marx's theories, like I read Lenin, like that doesn't make me a communist. It and makes he's you like, a comrade. Yeah, he's like, I want to understand different things. I want to understand. This was studied in Harvard Law. Like this is just a theory. It doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, actual truth but like teaching it in school isn't teaching it and saying this is absolute you know what i mean and like I, i'll admit i had some uh I, I saw the guy i saw the man coming in full military garb general guy and i'm like guy. oh he's probably against it and then like a few seconds into him talking i'm like oh shit he he's like yeah we should be learning this shit which I think is a really interesting perspective because he gives a very thoughtful answer. He's like, it's not necessarily that this is correct or that this is something that like we should be like, oh, yeah, 100 percent critical race theory is the absolutely answer to every single problem in the world. Mm-hmm. No, but it's something that like expands our minds. And I don't understand why Republicans and this goes back to the Stephen Crowder debate we just had where I was like, I don't understand. Like, you need to take a look at who you're siding with. Are you siding with people that are you know, against certain teachings. And why are you so against him teaching sexual education in school? Why are you so against him teaching even critical race? Whoa, Matt Gates is very for teaching sexual education personally to kids in. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think he doesn't want to talk because then his little kids will understand. No, no, he wants to individually go to each one of these young children to teach them stuff. Yeah, because Matt Gates is a piece of shit. Yes, an alleged uh, minor sex trafficker. Yeah. Not like a little bit of sex trafficking, like he sex trafficked minors yeah, across yeah. state borders, which is a um, federal crime. And he's still in the he's being investigated. So I guess technically he still gets to do his job. Yeah, I guess which so. his job is being an asshole. Yeah. And looking like literally if like <laughs> white privilege became a person. He looks like he plays polo on the weekend. Yeah, he does. Right. This man owned a horse and never took care of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Um, it's a minor horse. Yep. Uh, but I, I I really liked what he had to say. I highly recommend everyone goes and listens. Now, again, that's not to say that critical race theory is the absolute truth that we need to be taught in schools. But I think expanding everyone's mind and learning different things is good. Literally just having the conversation. Yeah. 
Because like if you have if you're only debating one side and you're only able to do one side, then you become Stephen Chowder and it's just like yeah. only talking about the same thing over and you're over. You're living in an echo chamber. Yeah. And talk to people on both sides. Yeah. I think even if you disagree, you should constantly feel the need to listen to left or right leaning politics mm. and just like, oh, does this, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's the yep. that's the saying. I got the saying right. You didn't get the saying right earlier because you had the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, devil dances with the yeah. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. Um, but no, nah, I thought it was really cool. So, our last story of the day: all fifty Republican senators they voted against uh, a voting rights legislation passed uh, that was going to be passed by the Democrats. This isn't even voting rights legislation that was going to be passed. It was. It was going to be a like, can we have a vote on this? And all 50 Republicans said no. Is it surprising? Jason is over there nodding his head no. Well, how many? His uh, instant reaction was not. How not many surprising. other people voted for it? Um, so I believe it was all 50 Republicans and all 50. I think it was very split. So was there a tiebreaker or does it just not pass? It just doesn't pass. Cool. I'm glad nothing gets done in this country. Yeah, but it sparked a lot of debate because a lot of progressive Democrats were like, hey, um, maybe we should remove the filibuster because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But, you know, it's it's starting to seem like these Republican senators don't want to come to the table and debate on anything. Like, even if you don't pass the voting rights legislation, which was kind of to ensure that we have a federal mandate across the board. To kind of summarize it, basically Republicans have been passing statewide legislation to limit voting rights to certain people. And that's good? No. Uh, I mean, I guess some people like it's it's coming under the idea of like we have to secure our elections, but our elections are pretty secure already. Um, This just kind of like basically what happened is Republicans found a way that minorities vote. And they're specifically targeting them and trying to figure out a way so that way they can take as many people out of the voting process as possible. Yeah, because they saw what happened when they tried to restrict the voting in 20 in the last election. Yeah. Like Texas, like the in the urban areas, they restricted voting drop off locations during a pandemic. And it's significantly like inhibited yeah. an election results. And I think. Listen, if you're a Republican or a conservative, I think that's fine. Like, I understand a lot of like I I talked to a conservative. He's like, listen, I just think my tax dollars are better in my pocket than anyone else. I get it. I get why you would vote Republican. I get why you would be conservative. I understand it. I don't necessarily agree, but I get it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think if you're conservative and or you're voting Republican, I think you need to start asking yourselves What's happening to my party? Why are they so against people voting? Why are they so against people being educated with, you know, with critical race theory, with sexual education, with, with anything? You know what I mean? Like, why is my party so, it seems like so bent on controlling people and making sure that they don't have access to changing the rules in this country? Out of sight, out of mind. If it doesn't affect you, people don't look that far into it, which is a problem in itself. That's also why there's a lot of pushback for critical race theory, Mm -hmm. which is a thing that would be taught in college. Yeah. Not in elementary school, which a lot of people are thinking on the right. I think they also think it would get like leaked down to high school. But I think like thinking for yourself is something you should do. Like, I I, I don't understand this misconception because we we all went to college here. We all didn't do well, but we did it. 
we did it. None. I don't think like I don't remember ever being like you're a liberal now. Like like you're no. It was almost. Wait, what do you mean? Like orientation. I was handed my hammer and sickle. (laughs) And they were like, hey, hey, you're a communist now. Comrade. No, I remember. Welcome to Southern Connecticut State University. I remember just learning more and more about the world around me and really not exposing myself to different ideas and different theories and coming down as a left leaning person because like I was like, oh, like after I learned everything, this is what I want. And that's not to say that the right doesn't have merits or that conservatives don't have merits, but it's just, you know free thinking on my own. And I don't think like, like college campuses breed people that think liberal. I think they just think, choose to go take people that like think no, for themselves. No, right. They, they do breed people to think more liberal by accident. So, so do cities think about it. If you're around more people of different cultures, you're going to be more open to people of different cultures and different ideas and shit like that. And you're going to be talking to your friends, neighbors, Mm-hmm. families anyone who's a little more different than you so you're going to be in intertwined with them yeah you're going to be more open to other ideas just for the sheer fact you're around some people if you're born in the middle of the country all, all you know is either your family a bunch of white people and shit like that what do you think your ideas are going to be whatever they say or even like a different bunch of different people but you're all born in the same situation yeah. you know what i mean so if you have nothing different that's like why rich people it's like it's it, no wonder they don't know what real life is like. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with you. I just, I would say to anyone that is a Republican or a conservative, really start looking at your own party. And that's not to say Democrats are perfect because de- Democrats are incredibly corrupt. Democrats the, should change even more. Yeah. Fuck Democrats too. All they do is lie and I'll, do the same shit. I'll, I'll go with you on that one. But yeah, I just think like, especially with the Steven Crowder thing we had happen this week, why are Republicans refusing to even have discussions about anything like they're not compromising on anything like you want to sit mm-hmm. here and blame politicians and they're like they don't get anything done and it's like yeah but who's the ones that aren't getting anything done like it's definitely democrats don't get me yeah. wrong but like republicans are refusing to have these discussions and i think you really need to start taking a hard look and go who's on my side and why and why should i be on this side it and like so when the when the Republicans were in power with like all three branches. Yeah. Do you think they cared what the other side was doing? No, they they in their even if you just look at it from a straight point of view, if you have a majority in any of the branches, of the government. Yeah. More people wanted you. If, if you're going with idealistic looking at this, more people wanted you in power. Therefore, your party, therefore, your ideas, therefore, what your agenda is. Mm hmm. You should not be looking to the other side of people who don't have the same idea, who have less influence in the situation. If you truly believe in your ideas and agenda, you push that through. Yeah. And if the country as a whole does not believe in that agenda and what they've been doing, they will vote you out. So what I'm saying is instead of worrying about your precious job where you make more, way more than the average household in America three times – in a in a year do your fucking job you're in there for two years i don't disagree <laughs> you got with six you. years worth of salary right there i don't disagree with you i think we have a lot of problems in this country and i don't know what the answers are and i'm not saying that left-leaning policies are the best way to go you know that's my belief but you know that's also just my opinion and i'm not educated enough to make those decisions but i think that's just my final word is like just start thinking about your why you vote the way you vote if that makes sense. My final word 
gumbo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for drinking with us. Find us at Hot Takes and Beer Breaks on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers. Adios. Bye.